Section 1 of The City of Din. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Amelia Chesley. The City of Din, A Tirade Against Noise by Dan Mackenzie, M.D., Fellow of the Royal College of Surgeons, Edinburgh. London, Adlard and Son, Bartholomew Press, Bartholomew Close, E.C., 1916. Preface This book has been written in the hope of rendering the world we live in quieter, and in that way more habitable, than which surely no better reason could be offered for any production. The only thing, indeed, that might be held to approach it in importance, as in value, is that of making two blades of corn grow where only one grew before. And as far as that goes, but this may be merely the natural prejudice of the author, I can easily imagine the agricultural increase leading to nothing better than to wastefulness, whereas I can imagine nothing but good to result from the cessation of noise in the world. So that, and every reformer of proper temper should esteem his own particular cause as of this magnitude, it is my belief that there is no reform in the world of today which is at once so necessary and so easy to accomplish as this one. There are, alas, and to be sure, many other evils in modern life which cry aloud for redress with greater urgency, but unfortunately the reformation of those would be less easily compassed than this of mine. Their uprooting would admittedly tear up and destroy the much that is useful as well as the more that is harmful. And so, it is agreed, their removal must be gone about in a tactful and gradual manner. In the face of such grand enterprises, then, with their call for secular patience, a man of moderate talent and opportunity may well blanch. It is only given to a few to attempt the Matterhorn, but the Schwarze is well within the powers of the ordinary tourist. As an ordinary tourist through life, then, I have undertaken this moderate task with a confident expectation of success, undeterred by the amazing fact that hitherto so few have led, and fewer still have followed the assault against this particular outwork of evil, although its conquest must, one would think, provide us with a better stance for a movement against the grander fortifications that lie above and beyond it. For it will readily be admitted that the crusade is one which, if happily successful, would increase life's amenities in more than one respect. Among other consequences, the raucous tones of the raucous-minded would give place to the gently-voiced opinions of the mild and tolerant, so that this particular crusade is only one small part of a grand effort at the refinement of the human spirit by a sort of fractional distillation, surely a most laudable and deserving cause. The title I have hit upon is one which may legitimately suggest to the mind the propriety of treating the subject from the metaphorical as well as from the physical standpoint. One can imagine how savagely swift, how playfully Addison, or how ponderously Carlyle might have employed this weapon in irony, and with what masterful power each in his own way could have disposed of it, to the eternal confusion of knaves and fools. Bunyan also, I dare say, would have been glad of it, and Nathaniel Hawthorne, whose airy fancy would have blown a pretty bubble at the idea, 
only to burst it straight away by loading it with a moral. The matter being so simple, then, and so easy to develop, I am leaving the mystical or allegorical city of Din entirely to the reader's imagination, all the more gratefully, as it would be difficult suddenly to switch the mind at the end of the book from three-dimensional fact to four-dimensional fancy, where the simplest expressions loom large upon us through the heavy mists of an allegory. As the book stands, however, I may even now be accused of having had an occasional peep past the veil that separates the real from the ideal. If by doing so I have caused offense, then I am sorry for it. But in justice to myself, I may point out that, like a cat on a rainy day, I got back to cover the instant I felt my feet wet. Think, besides, of the temptation. Even now, this metaphorical city fascinates me to such an extent that I can only with difficulty resist its attraction, and so it will anybody who thinks about it at all. The idea is so full of possibilities. The city is so full of din-mongers. But there, a strong pull on the curb or pegasus will bolt. D.M. O oh, mind ye love how aft we left the divan dinsome tune, to wander by the green burnside and hear its waters croon. The simmer leaves hung over our heads, the flowers burst round our feet, and in the gloaming o' the wood the throstle whistled sweet. The throstle whistled in the wood, the burn sang to the trees, and we with nature's heart in tune concerted harmonies. Motherwell End of section one